Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We have some big news in the NBA. Kyrie Irving, who's having a hell of a year, has requested a trade from the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, has told them that he wants to be traded ahead of Thursday's deadline or he will walk in free agency. So that is uh, that is the news right now in the NBA. Um, I think your first your – first, well, there, there are a lot of first thoughts. A is like, again, you know, Kyrie Irving is, is uh, you know, I thought things had like kind of cooled off, like he was having a good year. The Nets were having a uh, – before Durant got hurt, they right. were having a hell of a turnaround. And they're still, and they're still fourth in the East. Yeah, they're ahead yeah. of Cleveland. I like their team actually a lot. Um, unfortunately, Kyrie Irving is a part of it, and he's wild and unpredictable. And so he has now informed them that if they don't trade him by the deadline on Thursday, that he will leave for nothing in free agency. So a couple things. One, who are the obvious partners? There's one. It's the Lakers. Um, mm-hmm. You know, people are people's – First reaction is going to be reunite LeBron and Kyrie Irving. Lakers are are pretty mediocre. Um, Kyrie Irving can help them. We know what LeBron and, and Kyrie can do together. Well, here's the problem. What would it take to get Kyrie Irving? You'd have to match the money. And are the Lakers going to trade Anthony Davis? I don't think so. No. They're going to trade Anthony Davis just to get Kyrie Irving for, a, you know, whatever, a, rent, a half a year. So, okay, Russell Westbrook, leading six-man of the year candidate. Well, Here's the problem with that. Kevin Durant is not greenlighting a reunion with Russell Westbrook. And Kevin Durant already requested a trade from the Nets over the, in the offseason. So if you want to get him up out of there, then, yeah, you will make that deal. But I just don't think he's not – I think if Kevin Durant watches the same film we all watch. He knows that, uh, A, he wanted to get away from Russell Westbrook in the first place. Uh, B, he, Russell is a shell of himself from that time. So – yeah, I don't think the Lakers make really any realistic sense as a trade. I mean, for the Lakers, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But for the Nets, I don't see it at all. Do you? I think the Nets knew coming into the season with Kyrie having already done this and done the trade request thing, and you, you sort of stuck to it knowing that you were going to get to the end of the season, you weren't going to be bringing him back. Mm-hmm. And so if there's an opportunity to get anything, John, and if that's Russ for now, but there's a lot more in that package, then I think you have to look at that because you've, I think you've known for a while that Kyrie would be gone after this year. You're not re-signing Kyrie to an extension. We understand the Nets knew that going in. So can you get a little something for him if you've got to take on Russ's contract for now to get a pick or whatever the Lakers at two picks, whatever it is, you know, is that worth it because he's just going to walk anyway? I I mean, you have to consider that because otherwise you're getting nothing for it. Otherwise, you've yeah. just got one good run here, right? Where you, if we'll see how good it is, but it's just we're going to win a run for a title on a dysfunctional team where Ben Simmons isn't Ben Simmons. Like you're not going to get anything out of this year, even as good as you were with Kevin in there. You're not ready to beat Boston or Milwaukee and make it to the finals. 
And so, you know, again, if there's something along with Westbrook, I think you got to look at it. Otherwise, he's walking for free. What leverage, if any, does Kyrie have, though? Could they not just say, tough-ish, we're not going to trade you for – like it's like it's – like, Yes, I could very much say that because, again, this year was always going to be that. One more with Kyrie. Yep. And then they're addressing from there. Yeah. And so that the Nets, I'm sure, would would take that stance, can possibly say, you know what, we're just going to do that, right. especially if they don't like whatever that the Lakers are willing to pin to Westbrook to take to take him. Why is this happening now is my question. Um. Oh, this is why it's happening now. He didn't get the contract extension. That's exactly what it is. Um, he wanted a contract extension. Looks like the deadline on that passed, and he didn't get one. It's yeah, like, d- dude, size done with it. That, that, this was always going to be come back, finish the one out. Like they, they, they could have, they could have done an extension. They've. This is it. So mm-hmm. if you're him, and you can get to LeBron, who it seems like he's trying to what he what he's trying to do. They've already tried this once. They're trying it again. Yeah. I don't know if a deadline passed, but it's obviously become clear to them that he's not getting it with the with the Nets. Correct, and so that's why he wants that's why he wants out. Um, Would you give have get we we agreed with Joe side that he shouldn't give Kyrie a long term deal you based on the history with them. I look Kyrie Irving is an electrifying player, offensive player. Yeah, right. Yeah, on that side of the ball, with the ball in his hands, the shots he makes, he is he is amazing. He is, but combine that with what you're having to take in off the court with Kyrie, and like the unpredictability of him, and and and, and the and the circus stuff that he's going to invite. It's like who is who is rushing to give this guy a four year, two hundred million dollar deal? Nobody. And so I feel like this is going to be a deal like you'll see with the Raiders. Their cars not being traded. For different reasons, like there's money considerations hit there, but it's still the same thing. Like we know we can get Kyrie if we want him, we can get him after this season is over because nobody's going to trade for this guy. Nobody's going to trade for him. I don't see it. The only team that would do it is the Lakers, and I don't think they have a package. You know, there is there any other team in the NBA that would do this? I don't think so. I don't think there's a team that's desperate enough. I don't think there's a team that that is good. That is a well. Port- you're not doing it unless you've got some sort of indication from Kyrie that he's going to re-sign with you. Otherwise, it's just a. Rental. And again, there's no there's no organization that's trying to do that right now. There's no organization that's going to sign him, trying to sign and sign him up. Well, that's why we said this year was so important for him just to come back and be a professional, show a commitment level that will yes keep you in the league, keep teams even considering yes. a longer term deal with you. Otherwise, and it's probably the boat he's in now, John is. You're going to be looking at shorter deals that are incentive laden, based on number. You know, a lot of the, a lot of it based on number of games played, goals uh, reached in terms of production, that kind of thing. I think if you're doing anything different with Kyrie, you're being a fool, and that's based on his career. He's brought that in himself. Whether it's, you know, what, you know, in, in terms of deciding, you know, what I'm not playing basketball right now. So there have been a number of different reasons, and so I think you'd be silly if you're an organization you're not protecting yourself from that. Now, are there short term de- deals you can do? I think, yeah, sure. But I'm with you that the Nets didn't want to do it. Why, why are you going to be the team that it's different for in terms of signing Kyrie at this point in his career to a long-term, you know, big money deal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I, I, I just don't see it happening. I don't see any team doing it. Um, and to me, the other part of it really is Kevin Durant's choice. Kevin Durant, and I will say, like, when they were on the court together, it was good. But they were just so rarely on the court together either because – Kyrie didn't get the uh, COVID vaccine. He wasn't eligible to play in home games a year ago, whether it's Durant's injury. Like, we just never saw enough of it. Um, They were rising up fast this year when he was there. And they they were they were improving defensively. A lot of that was Claxton and how good of a a rim protector he's become. But they actually were looking like a a contender there for a while before Durant went down. Yeah, like, you just, Kyrie is just, you like you don't like he could wake up any get any day and say I don't want to play basketball anymore. He could say any like he could say anything. So no organization is going to want to invite that. I just, you know, like he and he's great, man. He that's the sad part of it. It's like he is a great player, but he is equally a loose cannon. And and I think that's like 
That's why he's not getting the extent. He deserves to get, like if you just take the numbers. Sure, it's a no brainer. You know, like if you just wipe away the name and the person, and it's just like here's the numbers. I'm going to give you 26 and nine on exit percentage from the free. You know, from the from the from the floor, but you can't just do that. He had the uh, the you know anti-Semitic things. The Earth is flat. La la la. la. You can't you can't separate the two. You know. So what I, I like from Kyrie's standpoint, I don't. The, your best bet is to go sh- go w- win as a high level as you can with the Nets right now. It feels like to me, just in terms of trying to convince yep. other NBA teams that I'm that guy you want to offer that long term extension to. Mm-hmm. It's just that's what we said coming into the season that it should be about just showing how locked in you are. You know, going opposite of what you've been the last few years. So even this trade request, I don't know that it in any way really helps him because again it just looks like guy that's never satisfied always going to be asking for a trade request might not even be there to play because he might be on to his next thing you know you, you you haven't fought that perception of you very well when you're sitting up here doing it again and not just staying locked in with a team that heck you get kd back you guys can win a first round series and maybe more mm-hmm. you know that that seems to me like the best play when you're again trying to convince the rest of the nba that you're you know you're here you're ready to be there every night yeah I agree. I think this looked like more of a malcontent making another trade request. The Nets had a chance. This must be a move to get to the Lakers again. Oh, it is. They're hoping the Lakers put together whatever package they have around Russ to get it. Otherwise, I don't see how you get this done. And maybe the Nets consider it if if those other op, if those other things are are attractive enough because well, because there is to me. If you, otherwise, he's just walking. If you tr- if you trade, you're taking Westbrook. Kyrie Irving to the you'd, Lakers. You'd be for taking Russ. a price. You'd be you know paying a price to take Westbrook. Yeah. I think you're going to lose both. I think you're going to you're going to lose both Kyrie and Kevin Durant if you do that. Because I don't I don't I don't think Kevin Durant's going for that. I don't think I mean he's under contract. He don't have a choice. He's well, got like two more on his. Well, what, what yeah, he well, gonna that's do? That's true. That's true. Yeah, he's locked. That's the problem with Kevin. He's locked in with them. Well, and he tried this. Yeah, it didn't it didn't get him anywhere. He looked like a fool doing it. It made the trade well, demand, and they didn't. They nobody said no. it because the Gobert the Gobert trade flipped that on its head because he got five first. Mm-hmm. And so, and now if Gobert's getting that, well, also Kevin Durant's age and injury history for that kind of mm-hmm. you know war chest of assets. But that he's got he, so, so he's got one less year now though, right? Because that was before the season started. Yeah, I thought it was two more after this year. Maybe maybe it's just one more. I thought it was two more after this year. He signed for four. Okay. Oh. So either way, he's got another. He, it doesn't matter what he thinks. You know what I'm saying? UV, he's either got Kyrie or he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Period. He's locked in. Mm-hmm. You know, and so if you're saying, well, what's how's he gonna feel about Russ coming back in? Do that. If they're, you're gonna tell him, well, basically we're getting this, this, this beside Russ. We're gonna eventually get it beside you and give us our best chance to win. Well, I think I think Kyrie Irving. He's is. as stuck as Kyrie is. Feels like to me. Well, d- let me ask you this: What if the what if the Nets say we can't find a package that we think is is value you know relative to what you are? So you're unfortunately gonna have to finish out the season. I mean, again, I think it goes back to Kyrie doesn't have much leverage in that situation. Right. What, you just going to sit out? Right. And then what NBA team is investing in you long-term next year? Again, mm-hmm. go back and going back to that. And then, and then you, you get no game checks. I mean, maybe, maybe, he's, um, maybe he's spent his money well and he doesn't need it. But Well, I don't think he does. I mean, he's clearly, you know. I mean, I, how much I, money did he, he he lost a ton already? Yeah, I, I think last year. I, I think if there's anybody who would be crazy enough to do that, it's him to just say, "All right, you didn't trade me, so I'm not going to appear in any game for the rest of the season." Maybe, and then KD will always regret. And I said this when he he will always regret hitching his wagon to Kyrie. Like that whole thing's been a mess. They did the Harden thing. Now they trade him for a broken Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the KD's decision to go there that and who a, he teamed up with. This is much on him as it is anybody else because he chose Kyrie. He did. He chose Kyrie because he felt like uh, he wasn't. And this is this is why they tell you like it, don't let people uh, from the outside don't don't let other people's opinions you know f- sway yours because Kevin Durant did this just because and only because as far as I'm concerned uh, people didn't validate his championships in Golden, Golden State. State. Oh, you joined them and you uh-huh. you know you had to do that to get that. Well, okay, now you're in Brooklyn. Now you paired yourself with a crazy dude. And you have no championships for it. Wasting some good years. You waste some good years, and you have no rings, and you have no uh, chance at a ring now. You're asking for trade requests and don't even get them. Like yeah. you don't look like one of the league's most powerful guys when that yeah. happens. Like you know what I'm saying. You know, at some point, and this goes back to that conversation that we had. Is like, 
bro, you have reached a, at some point a level of success where you got to be insulated from outside opinion. He still got burner accounts. It's like, why, man? You know, like you're Kevin Durant. You got multiple championships. You got finals MVPs. You got scoring titles. You got regular season MVPs. Like you have had a career that 99.9% of the world could only ever dream of. Who cares that people are saying you have hollow rings because you joined the Warriors? Because what's the alternative? The alternative is you're miserable in Brooklyn now, and you're stuck, and you don't have any more rings. And I don't think he enhanced his legacy by any stretch of the imagination by going there. Mm -mm. He's just kind of been wandering through the wilderness and going through injury. It's like, you know, you should have just stayed in Golden State, man. You should have just stayed in Golden State because you'd have more rings. You'd be happier. You wouldn't have to deal with Kyrie Irving. But you know great ones aren't wired that way. Great ones want to be revered. Well, yeah, that's true. And he wants to be up in the conversation with the goats, which requires more titles. And you start saying, "Well, you know, you didn't, you know, you you basically just jumped on board an already title set team." He he, KD cares about what people say about him. It goes all the way down to the burner accounts. But in the end, that that's it. He wants that he wants that reverence. But is he revered any more ma- now than he was then? No. Well, he's made mistakes here, and I think the Nets thing and tying your hitch to Kyrie was was foolishness. I think he was on his way. Yeah. Based on the way he had played in those Golden State series, he was MVP. Like he was, we had given him the credit, even though he was on already a contender. Mm-hmm. And I think he got you know trying to go for more, made some bad mistakes in terms of who he teamed up would with. Would you would you trade for Kyrie Irving, David Roddy, Zaire Williams, and John Conchar? Would you do that deal? Yeah, whatever, whatever we got to do, man. Whatever we got to do. You want to have a, uh, you're gonna have Kyrie and John Moran up top. That'd be fun. Be fun on the offensive end. Yeah. Not much fun on the defensive end. Folks gonna be getting whatever they want up there. And you, you did was Dylan in there? I know y'all, you and Saint shipped him off too. We didn't have to. We didn't include Dylan in that one. So he's coming off the bench now. Uh, yeah. Because Bain's still out there, right? Yeah. Okay, so Bain's at the three mm-hmm. now, and Kyrie at the two, John at the one. We we could play uh, Dylan at the four and Jaron at the five. Boy, me and you go out there and score on them. Yeah, that'd be. But don't you think that'd I'll be post Kyrie up? Yeah. But he would give you 45 at least. Of course. Uh, he'd outscore me. Yeah. As he should. Do you think a, a, a trade gets completed? It, the only one's the Lakers. Th- this feels to me like, again, one last push to try to get out to Big Brother, out back out with LeBron. Who? What other contender would make a move for Kyrie at this point? There's a good chance it's going to be a rental because he's walking after the season. What contender, you look up and down the standings right now, wants any part of that? that thinks they're not close enough or they could do it without. Mm-hmm. Especially you're talking about giving up assets for a guy that's going to be there unless you've got some guarantee for him for, for, for just the time being, just this year. None other than the Lakers. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who are in the all-in situation. we got to win now. They don't think they can do it with Russ, AD, and LeBron. Makes some sense. Yeah. The question is, what are they going to have to tag to that's Russ right. That's right. for the Nets to take him? And it just, it depends on how desperate the Nets are to get him off, you know. But again, sure. in that instance, if you're getting something, I don't think they're desperate at all. Yeah. I think they come into the season, John, thinking again, like I told you, this Kyrie's last year. Okay, we're walking out. So if you can get a couple of first rounders tied to Westbrook, then maybe you consider it just because otherwise he walks. Yeah, I don't know. It's it, I don't envy uh, anybody's position in this because um, it's it's I don't I don't even know how you would begin, but. Kyrie Irving has indeed uh, requested a trade uh, from the Brooklyn Nets. We'll see if anything happens uh, on that front. Now, in Memphis, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies lost uh, their seventh out of eight games last night on the road in Cleveland. Got out of hand um, when Dylan Brooks went down on Donovan Mitchell, hit him in the hit him in the boys, as Shaq said. Donovan Mitchell threw the ball at him. Then they went at it. Everybody, you know, the bench emptied all that. And then did you see Seti Osman trying to, like, go at Desmond Bain after that, too? No. Like, later in the game. later. Seti actually had a decent game. Didn't Bain he? got teed up for it. Like, Seti went up for a foul. Um, or excuse, went up for a layup, got fouled, and Desmond Bain got called for the tee because Seti got in his face. I thought that was ridiculous. But now, like, now the officials are officiating the, you know, the, the Grizzlies in a certain – type of way. Um, well, Stephen A. has got a, a, a take out there today that 
Over at ESPN says that Dylan Brooks' behavior could cost Memphis a title. Wow, he's going out there on that on that line. Brad, it's actually I don't, I don't know. Maybe we can we can pull it up here. They posted a couple of hours ago over at ESPN. Uh, what I can do, maybe I can send you the link. But yeah, this, this I don't think that's now gonna... we're going back. This is what I was talking about in that first hour. These guys are framing him as dirty now, and a guy that's going to cost you, and yet you're perfectly fine saying Draymond's perfect for Golden State. This dude is not on Draymond's level, so I don't. This idea he's going to cost you a title, y'all, y'all, you're going way too far, making uh, I, mounds out of molehills here. I, I, I don't even think that's the stakes yet. I mean, we're not, we're not there. But yeah, don't tell saying that. You're right. I, I'm with you on that. It, ain't, it ain't. Well, if the Grizzlies don't win a title, it'll be because right of anyway. Dylan Brooks. If they don't win a title, it'll be because they don't have enough shooting. Right? I mean, they, it'll be because they don't have enough shooting. because sh- they're 23 and 24, and they don't know when uh, J- Jaron's got to switch on to Josh Hart to get him the ball. Like, there's a lot still, bro. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm firmly – I'm between you and, and Sam. Yeah, we, I see. I don't think – And that's they, fine. I don't think they have to win a championship this year like Anthony Sane does. But I also don't think you have you need to sit back and say, "Oh, let's just let the cake bake," because the oven's on, bro. It's on. It's over. the 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 process is is underway. So now that we know that, you know, you kind of have to go out there and win. You know, and usually development does not equate to winning. He- heavy emphasis on the L in develop. You know, usually. You, you, I don't understand you and Sane's argument to 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 this degree. None of y'all came in saying the season into this season saying you were going to go win an NBA title with twenty three and twenty four year olds. This was always about development, whether it's the core themselves or some of these rookies. But now all of a sudden, because you're sitting into mm-hmm. fifteen and sixteen record against the West, be damned because you yeah you can beat anybody because you're seventeen and three against the East. And it's like, no, we're past development stage. It's time to win now. What? Well, they're probably 15 Based on what? A fraudulent record? Like, well, no, Jeffrey made the point that a lot of those have been on the road where they've been bad. Okay, well, to that, if you're, we're going to go along with that theory, you better flip it and win every one of them at home. You're the only team in the West in the top 11 with a losing record. You're not cl- as close as people would like to dream and think you are. And you know what? That's okay. But my point, this season for everybody was always about development. Since who was the one that changed gears and switched it to gotta win a title now? Mm-hmm. Who? Saying? Well, Some others? I mean, I, because yeah. I think I, I that's think Anthony's it, take on that. I, I mean, I, I'm not saying. Oh, he's gotta, a, he ain't the only one. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not championship or bust. But I am be really good or bust. Like I don't. I don't. I don't think it's. You know, my 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 point is is like. You know, you look around like Denver. I mean, I guess you'd say Denver had Bones Bones Highland. You know, like they had some young guys that they are trying. And Christian Braun now, but they're of course trying to consolidate that. They're not trying to have two young guys out there. They're talking about trading Bones Highland at the deadline so that they can give more playing time to the other rookie. You know, you just don't look around and see a bunch of one and you know rookie one year in rookies in rotations for top three or four teams in each respective league and that's really all the Grizzlies have and mm-hmm. in, in their rotation now that you don't have Kyle and DeAnthony so and honestly we don't have great returns on those young guys either we don't feel good about any of them right. I don't feel good about any of them you may feel good about some of them or need to see more of them I'm just like I don't I maybe Roddy comes in turns into a guy eventually I don't you know, but is that is that going to match with what the Grizzlies need from him now? Zaire, I feel like is just a dude. I mean, they traded up to get him, so I don't think they're going to give up on him. But I just haven't seen it from him consistently enough oh, yet. I mean, that's that's a perfectly fair stand. Yeah. So I just feel like you know that's, I mean, wh- that's you're you're right. I think to be in the middle, you're I don't have any problem with you being in the middle. I have a problem with people saying we should stop developing players, go all in, trade all of these rookies away because all of a sudden you're a yeah. finished product yeah. and you only need one more big player. There is no guarantee you go out and make the big trade with what you've got well, that you're ready to win a title, and yet y'all are ready to give up the assets to do it. Well, it's too. It's very simple. It's too soon. Yeah, I, and mostly you agree with me on yes, that. I'm yes. not telling you. You're making a joke of it that Jason would just keep it 
it as it is and not make it. No, Jason said, and it said all week, let's do some edge work. Let's address the shooting right, right. now. Go get Beasley, but don't do an all-in move based on information that you still haven't gotten back yet. Like, you still don't I, know I think you have to a be ton about these rookies. picky about who you choose to develop. I don't think you have I – don't, I don't – That's fine. Yeah, like, I don't think you just need to say, oh, we drafted and we believed in them, and therefore we have to, like – until the bitter end, we have to try to, you know, sometimes you just miss. And you're due no, for a and, miss. And, and, and I agree with you that sometimes you need to cut your losses and admit mistakes. That's right. And move on from them. Don't, Don't let them linger. Them. Other you get, Otherwise, you get yourself into other issues yes. when you could have made decisions. Yes. Earlier on, avoid all that mess. Yes, I'm like, with you. Like Laravia, but, to me, I just don't. I'm not seeing it. I mean, uh, could I? Could I be wrong? I I was wrong on Santi. I was wrong on Santi. Oh, we, we were all wrong on Santi. Yeah. I, you know, Drew Hill said it first this summer. Yeah. I mean, like, what, watch out. And that, the, that was training with Zaire in Spain or whatever. Uh, yeah, I just don't feel like Laravia is ever going to amount to much in Memphis. I could, again, could be totally wrong on that. Maybe he turns into a sharpshooter in year two. Like, there's a huge step, but I just don't. I don't think the opportunity is going to be there for him. Um, and I just don't. I don't see it. But yeah, I think that's just the that's the interesting predicament for the Grizzlies is like how some people think there should be urgency. Development up. versus contending. You yes. Many they say can you can't you, do both. Can you marry them? Is there any kind of you know? relationship that the two can have fifth youngest team in the NBA yeah so do they want to continue to be that and just let the chips fall where they may or do they want to kind of speed it up a little bit I don't know it's 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 an interesting question all right we'll come back um Joe Fortenbaugh is going to join us we'll talk to him about the Super Bowl get his thoughts on Brady's retirement lots more to come Jason and John on Eternal FM ESPN it's Gabe time Gabe Kuhn lineman badass Friend. Gabe Kuhn was one of the great little trivial nuggets in all of football bios. His grandfather was the inventor of the Easy Bake Oven. The Gabe Kuhn Show, weekdays 4 till 7 p.m., starting on Monday at 4 p.m. on 92.9 FM ESPN. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because you're... Your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. He is Joe Fortenbaugh. Catch him on the Daily Wager. Catch him on Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. We're getting ready for the Super Bowl in, uh, I don't know, about a week or so. He joins now. Joe, what's good, man? Appreciate the time. Fellas, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for uh, giving me the opportunity to come on the show. I greatly appreciate it, obviously. If you're in my line of work and you like to bet on sports, this is one of the absolute best times of the year. And as soon as it throttles down, we just turn our attention to March Madness, which might be the best time of the year. Yeah, so a, a lot to get to, man. Uh, this week we got some news, and we'll see. You know, I, I guess I'll, I'll get to the second part of this. But Tom Brady is, is hanging it up, at least for now. Betting the NFL is hard. It's one of the hardest things you can do. But if you just decided one day in 2001 that no matter what, 
I am going to bet, and my only bet of the week is going to be betting Tom Brady against the spread. You will have gone 58% against the spread all time, and if he was an underdog, you would have gone 80% against the spread. So the point being, look, if the professionals are shooting for 55 to 56%, all you had to do to, 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 was decide in 2001, one bet a week on Tom Brady, and you made a lot of money over the last 20 years. Honestly, it would never happen, but when the Hall of Fame voters sit around the table and they go to make his case, which they won't need to do, they should just drop that stat. And anyone who knows gambling will appreciate that probably more than anything else that he's achieved. Because like you said, you need to pick about 53% in sports betting to offset the juice and break even. The pros are aiming for 55%. 60% is insane. Brady covering the number in 58% of his games is just ridiculous. Especially when the books knew people were going to bet him because they always won. They inflated those prices. They made you pay a tax. And he still kept beating the number. It's kind of like Nick Saban at Alabama. I mean, he's been doing it so long and the point spreads are so high, but they continue to cash every year because they're just that good. They are just that good. That's an incredible stat about Brady. Yeah, it is. There's a there's a, you know, an offshore number out there floating around around plus 900 that that Brady unretires and is on a roster week 1. A, I think that's a horrible price. I think plus 100 is ridiculous. I think it should be something more like plus 4000. Um, but is there any reason for Brady to announce this if he's truly not done? No, I, I don't. I don't think so. I, I mean, let's just look at it from the outside. Ever since we've known him, he has been extraordinarily disciplined, right? He's disciplined with his diet. He's disciplined with his workouts. He's disciplined with his leadership and, and how he performs and studies. He's a very disciplined guy. To be that disciplined requires a very specific mindset that doesn't involve a lot of screwing around. On top of that, he's been very good with his brand, very good with his image. You don't see him in a negative light. He's got a lot of sponsorship money. He no, understands how to manage himself. Last year, he did the retirement thing and came out of retirement. Okay, that happens. We get it. You know, people change their minds. But to do it two years in a row would be so anti-Brady. It would essentially look like a guy who just can't figure it out, a guy who's lost his way, and that's not how he does things. And to do it this quickly after the season ended, I think he's been thinking about it for a while and has realized, you know what, it's moving in the wrong direction. He could have gone out after winning the Super Bowl. He wanted to come back. Fine. He led the league in passing that year, but he didn't win a Super Bowl. So he wanted to take another shot at it. Yep. Fine. But now you barely got into the playoffs. Your stats dipped a little bit. How much more do you want to go? You want to go out as close to on top as possible. I think he's doing it the right way here. Yeah, we'll get to the Super Bowl. How much of it, Joe, do you think is him sort of having that realization? Maybe it's deep. Maybe it's deep down. Maybe it's way back there. But, like, hey – you know, especially the the Dallas game. Like, I, I don't want to take hits, and I kind of feel like I'm not going to be able to do it at a high level anymore. Like, how much of it do you think is that? He also has a television contract, like an enormous one waiting for him. Like, is it is it both of those things going into it? I think it's the physicality thing that you brought up first. I think there's obviously myriad factors. Let's just throw that out there. But I think it's the physicality thing. I think playing behind an awful offensive line – was a big wake-up call for him as to how he doesn't want to damage himself. Like, I mean, at the end of your career, do you want to really have to rehab a knee, an Achilles, battle a couple more concussions down the stretch? I mean, this is a guy who takes such good care of himself. He's got so much money, he's going to want to live as long as possible. So you're in a situation where he's always been very smart about avoiding contact. It's one of the reasons he's lasted so long, right? Like an average NFL game is going to be, what, 60 plays a game? So you're out there on offense for 60 plays. Now, maybe you run half those. So you're throwing 30% of the time. And of those 30, there's a bunch where you're going to hit your third step or your fifth step and you're going to unload the ball. There's a few where you're going to scramble and throw it away. There's a few that are going to be, you know, elaborate, whatever type plays, and then there's a couple where you just might have to get rid of the ball and go down. Ultimately, he's been a a god at finding ways to minimize the amount of contact he takes during a game. And when you're playing behind a bad offensive line and you're at his age, it's harder and harder to avoid that rush. So I think that played a very big role, yes. Yep. All right, we got the Andy Reid Bowl here, Joe. Is it is two things? Is it the best Super Bowl we could have gotten for your money? And then, in terms of matchups and things you're watching the closest, what is it? Oh man, that's a great. 
great question. It, it, uh, I got to be honest. I'm from an hour north of Philadelphia. I'm an Eagles fan. So my answer is not going to be the answer that aligns with a lot of people. Stepping from the outside and looking in, I think the one thing that would have hurt the San Francisco storyline is Brock Purdy. Right. And, and Purdy's a great story. I'm, I'm just saying, assuming he doesn't get hurt, it's just a rookie quarterback that people are kind of uncertain with. I think the Jalen Hurts story, the Philadelphia story, the high-powered offense, the way they play aggressive defense, I think it lends itself to good TV. I think they're a very interesting team that people can either root for or against. On the other side, you could have dealt with either of them. Mahomes has been to what? Five straight AFC championship games. It's his third Super Bowl. We're looking at one of the greatest all-time in his prime. Can't go wrong with that. On the other side, Cincinnati and Joe Burrow, their rise, they've been fantastic as well. So any of those combinations would have been good. I'm very excited for this because I was a big Andy Reid fan in Philly. So to see him get a chance to stick it to his old team or for the Eagles to beat him and Mahomes, I think it sets up a great storyline. You were on the Eagles first half last week as one of your best bets. Uh, uh, you know, you called them a first half juggernaut, and they have been. In terms of first halves, are you leaning that way again? Can we get that out of you? My God, what a fantastic question. Here's what worries me about that, okay? I really want to make that bet again. Number one first-half team in the NFL, and I think with Kansas City dealing with all those injuries on offense, you might have an opportunity to make the bet. There's two things that worry me here, okay, two things. Number one, Andy Reid with extra time to prepare is phenomenal. Everyone is aware uh, in the gambling world of how good Andy Reid is when coming off a bye. Straight up, his record something like 24-3. and Don't quote me on that, but he's fantastic. And then against the spread, he's been very profitable as well. So that worries me. Number two is kind of like the experience factor. The Eagles are coming in this game. How many of those guys have played in the Super Bowl? Yes, some of them were around a few years ago when they were in it, but Jalen Hurts on the big stage, Nick Sirianni on the big stage. There's this famous story about the Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl where the Patriots knew they were going to be able to beat the Eagles because the Eagles and Brian Dawkins were out on the field so early. They were so amped up. They used up so much energy in the pregame because they just they were just so fired up to be there. You know, understanding the week leading up to the Super Bowl, all the ticket requests you're going to get, all the people who are going to reach out to you for things, all the nonsense you have to deal with, uh, trying to get your families there and situated. It's very distracting for the teams that haven't been there before because they've never been through it. Kansas City's been through it. I think there's an edge there. So those are the two reasons why I'm backing off a little bit on the Eagles' first half. We're talking Makes to sense. Joe Fortenbaugh, catch him on the Daily Wager, and Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. Um, I think that's that's really smart, and I think that's an angle that's not probably talked about enough. Yeah. Um, here's my here's my question to you, Joe. I like the Chiefs in this game. I'm sorry, I'll just I'll, I'm going to be up front with you, my man. I'm because I Mahomes is getting another one. That's where I'm at with it. And like you mentioned, like Andy Reid's game planning is going to be under discussed all week long. But here's my here's my question to you. I like the Chiefs. I'm going to be in Vegas for the uh, for the Super Bowl at a watch party out there. Should I put the bet in now if I like the Chiefs, or do you think I'm okay to wait out there and do it? Because I want to do it at the window. I want to feel it at the window, man. Can I wait, or am I going to get a much worse price than I am today? So that's an excellent question. When are you going to be in Vegas? Are you talking about, like, kick the day of kickoff? or no, do you I'll, have a I'll be there Friday. Yeah, I'll here. be there Friday, yeah. Okay, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you have three days to make the bet. All right. Here's what's tricky about this game. There are so many injuries on the Kansas City offense that are up in the air that people haven't necessarily figured out how they want to play this and what their number is. Um, some bets have obviously been made. It came out as a pick and it got bet up to Philadelphia minus two right away. Uh, we've seen it settle back down at one and a half. Those injuries are very telling because as the prop market starts to release a lot of options, you're not getting as many Kansas City player options because of the injuries. But I'll tell you this. There is a very sharp sports book in town here called Circus Sports. They do a, pheno- a phenomenal job. They are first-class bookmakers. They released the point spread at Kansas City minus two and a half. Now, some people look at that and they go, man, they got it wrong. They don't see it that way. That was their number. They released it, and then the bets came in, and they adjusted their price and began the bookmaking process. That's what they do. But if they're telling you it's Kansas City minus two and a half, and they have all the information we have, and then you've got everyone else opening as a pick 'em, 
okay, the sharp guys are jumping on Philly, but I got to tell you, those are some very smart guys who think Kansas City should be favored or that this game should be closer to pick them. So my prediction is if you don't have a bunch of awful injury news for Kansas City, I think this spread is going to move back towards pick them, maybe close with Kansas City as a favorite. I do not think we'll see Philadelphia minus three. So if you like the Chiefs one and a half now or that money line price, might be the best you get, barring horrible injury news. Yeah, I think, unfortunately, you're, you're right. It pains me because I want to go to the window, and I want to put the money in there, and I want to go collect. But, I mean, I might have to do it on my phone, man. I might have to do it on my phone. Hey, Joe, man, great stuff. Thank you so much, Appreciate Joe. the time, as Love always. Your stuff. You guys are awesome. Listen, thank you for having me on. Memphis College Hoops, everything that's going to be going on <laughs> in the near future. Give me a call anytime. I'd love to speak with you again. Yeah, love you got it, you. man. Thanks, Joe. Take care, boys. Yep, he is Joe Fortenbaugh. Catch him on the Daily Wager. Catch him on Joe and Amber uh, right here on ESPN Radio. We'll come back. Jason and John, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Like a boss, it's the Gabe Coon Show. Weekdays from 4 p.m. till 7 p.m. Live on Memphis's sports station, 92.9 FM, ESPN. I like to create a situation where it feels like you're talking to your buddy. It's Gabe time, Memphis. Uh, what we do is a gig. It involves saying the truth, even when the truth is hard to hear. The Gabe Coon Show, weekdays 4 till 7 p.m., starting on Monday at 4 p.m. on 92.9 FM, ESPN. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Memphis Group at the Real Estate Agency is here for you. They want to help you make the most money for your home. They want to help you make the most informed decision, regardless of which side you're on, selling or buying. Obviously, you're probably going to be on both if you're selling. They can help you on the front end and the back end. That is what the Live Love Memphis team does. They are the best team in town. Help you make that most informed decision. Help you get the most money for your home. What goes into that? All the factors that uh, that help determine you know, when's the right time. They can take you through all that. Reach out to them. Sold at LiveLoveMemphis.com. Here's how you reach out. You call the number 901-625-5200, 625-5200. Ask for April Darnell or Jennifer Carstensen or anybody they've got on that hardworking team that Jennifer has put together. You'll be in good hands. Uh, they are the best. Got me out of a situation I thought I'd never be able to get out of four years ago. Will forever be indebted to Jennifer Carstensen. And the reason you should call her is because she cares about Memphis. Not just making a dollar. Uh, sure, she's built a nice little business for herself, but she's in it as a mission to lower rentership in Memphis, which has gone way, 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 way up. You've been paying attention. Heck, I know your landlord's told you so. Uh, stop giving that money to that landlord. She can show you the way to home ownership. It's her mission in life. Let her do it for you. 625-5200. Or you can email them at sold at livelovememphis.com. Again, that's sold at livelovememphis.com. It is the Live Love Memphis and Live Love DeSoto teams at the real estate agency. Big weekend, Jason, as the uh, feature film 80 for Brady uh, hits theaters, uh, starring Jane Fonda, Sally Field, several other of the most accomplished uh, elderly women in the world of cinema hits theaters. Uh, what you left da- out Lily Tomlin. Lily Tomlin. Uh, my apologies. Nine to five star. I really did not know you were up on this movie, my man. Uh, up on Lily Tomlin. Um, 
Are you what? What been day? a long time fan of hers. You going Friday, Saturday, or Sunday? Uh, no day. Is that which one is that? No day. Nah, Not, bro. Hold on. Eighty for I don't need to say eighty for thirty. It's a movie. It's a movie. I do love Sally Fields. I love when she played uh Force Mom. Mm-hmm. You know, that was so sad when what she about, passed. What about the Flying Nun? I don't. I don't, I don't remember that one as well. Oh, what was the one she was in with Arnold? What was that movie that she was in? Sally Fields and Arnold. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. She was also in one. Not with Jamie Lee. Burt Sally Reynolds. Fields yeah. with Arnold. I think so, man. There's also one with Burt Reynolds. What was that one? I don't. I don't know, bro. You threw me off. Sally Fields and Arnold together. I think you just have to get up do, on. Do you mean Jamie Lee Curtis? No, bro. Sally Field. It was is in a movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, my man. Well, she plays his mom or something. No. Twins or something like a joke. No. Twins with Danny DeVito. No, bro. I gotta. I gotta find it because it's gonna drive me crazy. Because uh, think... Stay Hungry is the movie. Stay Hungry. Nineteen seventy-six. What? Yeah. Bro, are you sure Arnold was in that movie? Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Wow. Now, what's the one she was You have with? schooled me on one there. Stay Hungry, Arnold and Sally, back in 76, my birth year. Now, what was the one? Amazing. She, what, was she, what, what movie? Stay was, Hungry. There is a movie called that. That's that's the one. Is that Arnold's first movie? I don't know if it's his first one. It has to be. Smoking the Bandit is the one she was in with Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, but now I was she, a big fan of those, by the way. Yeah, but now she's in 80 for Brady, which is a story about four elderly women who are grieving, you know, different things in their lives, getting together and going on a trip to see, uh, you know, the equivalent of an 80-year-old man in Tom Brady. And, and just a coming of age where there's some tender moments about growing older, you know, but also what, bond, what you know, but bonds us all, which is the love of football. This feels like a bird. Didn't the uh, men do this recently? I think it was like Morgan Freeman and maybe uh, Jack Nicholson or something. Oh, really? Yeah, isn't there a version of this about you know, bucket list or something like yeah, that? Yeah, that's along those that, lines? I don't, yeah, yeah. I, that's yeah, the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, that's the movie. And, and it must, this one, I'm just saying, eighty for Betty must hit home for you, given that you can sort of feel yourself, you know, nearing that age. Like, don't uh, don't try to use your Jeff you're, jokes you're, on me. They don't. The, they, they're, they're not amusing at all. That's you save that material and that content. You save those jokes for your hits with Calkins. Okay. Well, yes. so again, still in great shape. Sunday, we'll go, we'll go see that one at the at the matinee. Actually, it's good timing for the movie, considering he just retired. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just saw him on the at the premiere. He said he didn't know what to do with his hands. Ha ha ha! Tom Brady's so funny. Yeah, maybe he unretired to promote the movie, and he'll just he'll he'll retire, he retired to promote the movie, and he'll unretire after it leaves theaters. I'll tell you what we need to do a movie about, John. You just wouldn't greenlight it. The first Super Bowl with two black quarterbacks. That's that, a, my friend, is a movie. Yeah, what do we call it? What's the title of the movie? Uh, I don't want to be offensive. Yeah, no, you're putting me on the spot. I don't want to mess it up. This is this can is we history. Call it, can we call it the Super Black Bowl? No. Okay. No, that, any name and naming has to come from us. Okay. It cannot probably can't come from you. Okay. You so, just have to be so, so careful. So what, what? What's next? Just Ryan Coogler's going to di- direct it. Is that what you're saying? I love it. I love it already. I love where you're going with it. <laughs> we got that. And figured. don't worry, it won't be an all. Yeah, I know what you were about. All black cast. We'll, we'll have a somebody. Well, no, I mean somebody's we'll got somebody pl- playing Sirianni. Some and somebody's got to play Travis Kelsey and the Kelsey brothers. That's right. right. That's right. I know it, that's important to you. The Hemsworths. We'll get to Hemsworths to uh, to play Who's the Hemsworths. Liam and Chris, come on, man! I, I, this is actually a good plot. We need to we need to sell this. You know, uh, Michael B. Jordan can be Jalen Hurts. Somebody got to play Doug Williams, the guy that started it that's all. That's right, Morgan Freeman. That's we get old black guy. Like that's what we. Yeah, it's too old. Doug's not that old yet. <laughs> okay, but there's got some guys out there we can. Morris Chestnut. Oh, Adrees. We probably put Elba in that role now. He's getting, he's he's straight gray now. You who put plays, him in that role as Doug? Who plays Mahomes? I don't know, right? Because that's like specific. Yeah, you know? we've got we got Michael B for uh, Jalen. That makes total sense. Again, that dude whose name I can't remember. I bring we say the same thing every time. I was in Lovecraft Country, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Majors, and yeah. his name. He can't play Mahomes, man. Why not? It, it, that you can't. It's, it's, that's not going to work. We got to we got to go back to the casting drawing board. I don't have to look one. exactly like him, bro. But I know, but it's got to be. I'd rather see close. that than eighty four Brady. Okay. Yeah, that's actually not a. Uh, I think we've come up with a pretty good plot line here. Eddie for Brady, good to, you know, at the senior citizens. You know, you do a little screening of it for the for yeah. the girls. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's what that's good for. Yeah. Um, in terms of the rest of what's going on this weekend, Kyrie Irving wants a trade. Uh, highly unlikely he gets good it. Good luck. Less than a week to go. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Drake can play him. Oh, yeah, Drake. Thank Drake, you, Raymond. Sure, why not? We have no idea if this guy can. Oh, he did Degrassi. Yeah. Drake can actually act. He's Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.